0: You ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. This is the story.
1: This time we are going to the bluegrass state, Kentucky.
0: Shall we sing the uh, my old no, co- we should no. not.
1: <laughs> no, because I know the old
0: words. We
1: are going, in fact, to Harlan County. And the name, we are doing a documentary, and may I say, we are almost after dark.
2: I mean, pretty much.
1: We are doing the documentary Harlan County, USA. Director Barbara Coppola spent a year filming nearly 200 Kentucky coal mining families and their battle
0: to unionize. What year? Nineteen seventy-six? I think she started filming in seventy-three. Okay. Or seventy-two, because it took four years for her to make the film.
2: Man, it right. sure felt like nineteen forty. Didn't it? Mm-hmm. And I was in Kentucky
1: when this was all being filmed. Well, I was in Kentucky the first part of it, and then I graduated in seventy four. But what part and how it, far? In the mountains, we were in the mountains of Kentucky, the
0: Appalachian Mountains. That's where this was happening. Uh, but did you guys look up where Harlan County is? I did. You know me and maps. I it's, know it's
2: it's in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, you in know how like, you know how
0: like Virginia has the long thing, and it has like that diagonal thing.
2: Yeah, and that's like where Kentucky. Tail? Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's where like
0: Kentucky bumps up, and then to the south of that is Tennessee. So it's right on the border of Virginia. Yeah, because so it's, it's eastern. Yeah. And yeah. then it and then below it is um Tennessee. And if you go like farther down south, then you get into like Pigeon Forge where Dottie Parton's from in mm-hmm. Tennessee. So mm-hmm. it's it's the mountains. It's that's Appal- App- Appalachia.
1: Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah. Very Appalachia. You, you can say that if you want. It's wrong, <laughs> but you can say it. Uh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Appalachian, but it's Appalachian. Or do you Appalachian. say Appalachian? Yeah, Appalachian. Yeah, you Appalachian. You oh, we say Appalachian.
1: Parts. We're from different parts. And yeah, isn't that interesting? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've
0: never heard it, Appalachian. I've always had Appalachian. I've heard both. Okay. I tomato, both tomato. Right. I guess so. I guess I bet if we like um go like it would be a regional thing. Like yeah, probably the Tennessee are. would say this and the minute, West Virginia motto. would say this. Exactly. 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 Are we ready for the particulars? We are. Harlan County, comma, capital U, Capital S, Capital A. It premiered at the New York Film Festival on October fifteenth, nineteen seventy six. It is produced and directed by Barbara Koppel. She is credited with the renaissance of Cinema Verite, which is a documentary filmmaking, which is a documentary filmmaking style, it's also known as observational cinema, mm-hmm. also known as Fly on the Wall. However, Absolutely. there is an innate paradox in it because the mere presence of the camera can't help but to alter. The reality the camera is capturing. Exactly. People going to be on their better behavior. Maybe. Which one? I'm sure will. That will come up later. Um, It's a French style of filmmaking. And Koppel is credited with bringing it to modern American audiences. She did camera work on the Rolling Stones documentary. Give me shelter. Mm-hmm. She also did American Dream. About the 1985-1986 Hormel Strike. Which, last week I said that I had seen this film. And I think I had seen American Dream. Mm. Because I took a documentary film class when I was in college. And this is one of those things where... um, Like, you have little kids. are like, ah, I hate mushrooms. And then you get older and you're like, I love mushrooms. Like, that kind of thing. This is... (laughs) This is like, documentaries are my little, ki- like, I didn't, I did not like the class. I did not like documentaries. Really? I thought maybe I had slept through this film, but I, I think that we saw American Dream and then we talked a lot about Harlan County, oh, USA. Okay. Although we could have seen Harlan County, USA, and I just fell asleep. Um, so she also did Shut Up and Sing about the chicks. Oh, oh formerly known as the, the Dixie, Dixie Chicks. Chick. And this was about their documentary when they were canceled because they had the audacity to call out <laughs> the president at the time and people were in, were not happy with them at all. Um she also did Miss Sharon Jones, which is about the great late great singer Sharon Jones. Mom, do you know about Sharon Jones and the Dap-Kings? I do not you need to uh, add them to your Amazon, what do you have? Music, whatever Mm. you have to listen to, because I think that you are going to be a big fan of Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Um, So this is a documentary about her. She also directed episodes of scripted television, such as Oz and Homicide Life on the Streets. It's edited by Nancy Baker, who also did Vanya on 42nd Street, Havoc in Dreamland, and Mary Lampson, who also did Underground, Search Dog, and Crip Camp. Did we? Mm. We talked about Crip Camp. We we? have talked about it. Yeah. 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 Um, The music is by Merle Travis, Hazel Dickens, and David Morris. And Hazel and David are singing in this. Man, like that, like it's their
2: voices. I enjoyed that. I do too. It's a bit
1: twangy for me.
2: Mm, I love it.
1: Oh, but it, it's the feels. Yeah,
2: yeah. can't the get twang-
0: Yeah, it's like the twanginess, but it's. I understand that, but then the the feels feels overrides it, or it's right, just like, right. man.
1: And, this, the, and the
0: lyrics. Yeah, and the, and you. This is where we get. um This is like that melting pot where you have the bluegrass and the country and then you can hear how it like all bleeds together into this cornucopia and then like it's spit out and you get the different genres of rock and roll music and stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. We used to do, when I was in high school, I used to go to, I did like twice maybe, it was called the Appalachian Service Project and you Go and like help repair houses in this er- area, yeah. And that was always a night where, like, one of the nights was always like a night where the all the family, like, you did like a big cookout with all the families and everybody, and they always had like musicians play, and that was always fun to hear. Oh, I bet. Do
1: you ever remember <clears throat> if you went to
2: Sunset Gap? Sunset. Doesn't Gap. There, I? I don't know. They go to different places. But like it literally looked like like it was not I mean it wasn't mining town, but you know, just down in the Right haulers. Down in the haulers <laughs>
1: and, and, and the shacks and the and
2: yeah.
0: Yep. Well those well, I'll get to it later, maybe. But those are um like where they live. Those were like coal mining
2: like yeah, we weren't in coal mining towns. We were in no, regular, uh, just other yeah. towns in Appalachia. Right.
0: But the the but. thing about the coal mining towns is that they um they were built by the operators because of um because like time is money, and so they didn't want the coal miners to mm-hmm. have to walk 45 minutes to get to the coal mine because that that was energy that they were expending, and also they knew that. They needed people to do this dangerous work, so they needed to be able to bring their families. So all those places, that's why they're so shitty looking, is that they're yeah. just meant to be temporary. And also they're, like, you know, big surprise. They weren't
2: trying to make them comfortable, clearly. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, Not indoor water A roof over well, then- your head, here you go. Yeah. yeah. But it's better than what they they were trying to sell the it's better than where you're coming from to some of those people it's to some of them definitely yeah. well which i have cast actually today oh nice
0: okay well, all right the director of photography kevin keating he did when we were kings which is a fantastic documentary about maybe that's the rumble in the jungle with Muhammad Ali oh. he also did um American Dream and Hell's Angels Forever and Hart Perry who also worked on American Dream Valley of Tears and Haiti colon killing the dream ah. um and so I mean it's starring there's just a list of like real life people you can people. you can google it and, and see yeah. so those are the particulars
1: well, the film starts with a miner yelling, fire in the hole, and, several times, and then an explosion. We see miners riding the coal chute. Can I yeah. stop yeah. you real quick? Can yeah, I stop you real quick? Because
2: he's going to say, if I know what I was thinking. Literally in the first 20 seconds of this film, the first thing I wrote in my notes was immediately no. <laughs> yes immediately no when When they they started riding down i mean it looked like a fun little ride if you're at disney world but when they started riding down into the mines nope 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 Mm -hmm. i was just like
0: damn that's scary dangerous and dirty i
2: I just want everyone to know that i started watching this on my phone on my way into work after i had run a bunch of miles in the morning and i was it was a saturday and i had to go work until 10 p.m and i was just like i don't want to go to work right now and then I was watching this on the way in, and I was like, "All right, we about to have the best day ever. Yeah, it's exactly. fine. <laughs> we may not have a c sometimes, but <laughs> you got
1: indoor plumbing, you got uh, air conditioning. you uh-huh. got you
2: can stand up and do your job up. sometimes oh. my I do get um." My skin turns a different color based on some of the things that happen, but you know, It gets a, a nice bright red sheen. Oh, usually only my hands, not my face. So. Oh, uh, me. Well,
0: well, but let's not like yes, but also let's not um, fall into the trope of right. What? It's,
2: uh, I know <laughs> that's the. Uh, I just start thinking about that. Wow, look how good we have it. Yeah. No, cause
0: that's, <coughs> that's kind of the get down and of what they how they want it to be. Uh huh. Um, so go ahead. I mean, teen, do you have yeah, any where work? are
2: we? We're 20 seconds into the movie. Yeah, in. yeah, I was already <clears throat> right like, in the culture. I just wrote oh. immediately no in bright red pens. Nope. <laughs> we hear a
1: bluegrass song. Come all ye young. I'm not gonna sing it. Come all ye young fellas, so brave and so fine. Seek not your fortune. Way down in the mine. It'll form like a habit. And will sink in your soul till the streams of your blood runs as black as the coal. Damn. I
2: knows? mean,
1: and that's the truth. They're in there. We see them in there. Never a thought of a mask. No, no, no
2: or glass goggles, or, goggles. Or, oh my god. But just okay. the
0: when they, I think it's maybe later on, or maybe it's a montage because also these the the opening, all the shots of the miners. That was not shot at the Brook, the Brook, like the mines Hi. that are on. Oh, Street. really? Yeah. No. Cause they were, they started putting the film together. Oh, well, they were on strike. And, and like they will, they like the Barbara Koppel started putting the film together and like realized that they didn't have any actual footage of the mining. And so like shit. Gotta go back. Yeah. Except, find somewhere who
2: hasn't gotten any deals yet.
0: Right. And they did. It was the Blanton mine. There's a blanton's mine in Kentucky they were mining for
2: mining for bourbon.
0: I I went into let me tell you something. My Google oh. tabs I had open, I was on ancestry.com trying to see if this um uh, this okay, it was Harlan County USA revisited by Pam Golden. She interviewed Blanton's which um did I have his name? Oh, I forget his name. But he owned Blanton's cold mine. And the coal mine had 25 employees and they never had an accident and they never had a death at their coal mine. And she caught up with them, I think in like in the nineties and stuff. And, and they had never seen Harlan County USA. And so she popped in, she had the DVD and she popped it in for them and they watched it and she, and they were just like, Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's so-and-so. Like they knew all the people. And, um, she had, because she, she had like, uh, messed herself with the miners of the striking that were striking and she had gotten, you know, made contacts. And so she's like, I need mine footage. Does anybody know anybody? And so she got in contact with this Blanton guy and he was like, yeah, sure. Come on. You know, like, cause th- they treated their employees, I guess, well enough that they weren't on strike. And so she's like, yeah, come on and shoot. And so that's all of the footage that huh. came for it. And there's more on that in Tasty Titties. But just to, uh, uh, Sorry. Whoever I cut off. In the
1: summer of 1973, the men of Brookside Mine in Harlan, K- Kentucky, voted to join the United Mine Workers of America. What could go wrong? Oh,
2: so So much.
1: much.
0: This was a classic wait, what movie? <laughs> Where I was just like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Because there's no narration. Right. And, there, and there's very few um, title cards that we're used uh-huh. to in modern documentaries. And there, there's no literal timelines on the screen. It's just, here are the people. And it is, it's a fly on the wall and it's cutting. And there are some times when you're jumping back into time. And uh-huh. it's so there is... I don't, yeah, I. this was definitely a movie where I was like, oh, I have to, like, pay attention attention to this.
1: And I had to have the subtitles on. Oh, yeah. And yeah. even the subtitles couldn't get some of the words. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> inaudible. most you know, of the time I could, they weren't really that inaudible if they had tried a little harder. Well, that's true. Well, yeah, and, but maybe got you got also it. have an ear for it. That's maybe. What it was- but, like, then maybe you should have somebody who has an ear for it to your subtitles. Mm.
1: Yeah, to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we are a POC, and we did see um, some. Uh, so, I'm not gonna say several, but there were people of color.
0: I put. I counted about five with a question mark. Yeah, I was gonna say a
2: handful.
0: Because yeah, also like they're minors, well, so <laughs> yeah, there was
2: that one. <laughs> part of the when they were all sitting around, and he was yeah. the one guy was like, Yeah, we all come out, we're the same color. We go in two different colors, we come That's out, right. we're all the same. Mm-hmm. I also really like the black woman who
0: was in New York City. And when the miners go up to New York City, and she was like, Y'all from the south, aren't you? <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, you sound like it. And I know, I liked that part where they were in the city, I did too. I yeah, that that was such a great scene. But their their accents, um, it is. hmm, How do I say it? Like, which it's just sad because I do it does put me on. I do it's a little bit on edge. Uh, like the like that kind of accent. I am kind of okay. We need to pay attention we need to pay attention we need to pay attention to body language and we need to pay attention because can like absolutely be super nice and all four people of every kind and also can belong to the clan so that it's just that sort of yes okay huh okay my college
2: years <clears throat> But Then so, you have know, people everywhere that are like that too.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. But, it, but it's just—it's almost like who was it? it no, yeah, it, I get what you're saying.
2: It's—it's
0: it's almost like a—I don't know. I guess like a trigger. I yeah.
2: That, yeah. No, no, that's it the is word. a trigger.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like oh okay. Oh okay. But it's—it's also I wouldn't have that trigger if I grew up around that. It wouldn't—that wouldn't read to me, you know, as from my uh, mid-Atlantic upbringing
2: (laughs) okay so we are to cast well I do have cast actually because I was watching this and I was like how are there there's I just I was like okay there's one black guy that's featured prominently for the most part that seemed to be down there in the mine with them um and I came across a podcast called Black in Appalachia, oh wow. And um, the the description is, having long been in this region, Black Appalachians remain mostly invisible, while the dominant narratives of Appalachia depict an overwhelming white culture, white cultural homogeneity. Hom- homogeneity. That's the word. I think
0: it's I think it's homogeny. I think you said it. you no, say. it's
2: not homo- It's not spelled homogeny. Oh, um, the Black and Appalachia podcast challenges these misconceptions by highlighting how Black families have shaped and been shaped by the region. And it's so through historical and contemporary stories of people, places, and experiences. Hosts Inkeshi Alameen and Angela Dennis interrogate what it means to be Black in Appalachia. Creating space where undertold stories can be heard and black identity can be reclaimed. Looks like it's, I think they started in 2020. Oh, nice. Um, and they still have current episodes, but one of them was about, oh shit, which episode did I, what, oh, I didn't write down the episode name, but I listened to a couple of their episodes, but I was like, this is, I just, they talked about, they're talking about it. So, Went into the history, so a lot of coal mine owners in Harlan County or in, and in that area, which, is that considered the north? Like, that's no. not the south, but it's not.
1: It's the south.
2: It's, I mean, yeah, but, I, like, it's more north than. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with West
0: Virginia. West yeah. Virginia didn't succeed from the, uh, from the union. Right. That's why West Virginia right. is West Virginia.
2: Right. And Virginia. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of that's where the coal that's where the rich coal mines were. And a lot of the people that owned those also owned things down in Alabama and like Mississippi. Mm. Um, so basically this talks about like the Great Migration when like slaves were getting free and starting to come up North to escape the South and like my, you know, the great migration. And so an effort to try to like recruit them, these coal mine owners were going to places like Alabama and being like, Hey, you can come up and work in this coal mine. I'll give you, you know, they've got their town. I'll give you a place to live. You work here. I'll arrange to get your family up here too. Um, Basically make deals with them to move their families up. And it does talk about West Virginia. They would recruit from Tidewater, Virginia, where slaves have been um Right, Where slavery had been rampant. So basically, in Harlan they they ended up talking about Harlan County specifically, And they said that in a decade, Harlan County went from having little to no black population to twelve percent black co- population, and which, still doesn't seem like that much but it's a big jump and they like the coal mining towns had you know of course they were still segregated and in a way and they had you know they had the black portion of the coal mining towns um and then so from 1910 to 1940 they had these black populations there um it went from two percent population to 10% black population in Harlan County alone. But then by 1940, they had lost 70% of their black population. And oh sorry, between 1940 and 1970 they lost 70% of the black population in Harlan County. Because that's when the coal mines started shutting down and or like some of them started shutting down. They weren't it wasn't as profitable of a business, so Course they had to start letting people go and who would they let go first of course the black people that were working there so that's part of the reason i mean i'm sure there were many more people that were in black people in harlan county at this time than were shown in this documentary but i thought it was interesting because it definitely helped paint a picture of why there were probably less like the 70 percent of the black population in harlan county had left because then it was like, there wasn't anything else to do. You, If you, you can't be a coal miner in a coal mining town, like you can't make it. So then these, they were like, we got to leave. You got to leave. And so they started my basically it came like it became like a pit stop on their way to going places like Philadelphia and New York and Chicago. I right. also
0: wondered if it was if it wasn't a little bit of. No, we you want us to do what for what? And under these dangerous conditions, like, no, we, we, we've been there,
2: done that. Well, we've yeah, I'm sure to some of that too.
1: <laughs> say what now? Well, and then they were also
2: <laughs> saying how the army would recruit people to go, like a lot of people left and joined the military. Um, Vietnam. To get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that.
1: Um. I mean, when Vietnam is preferable to your job yeah. <laughs> in Kentucky. Wow.
0: But there was a I well, I got the sense Well
2: although although like one of the guys that they interviewed, he his family was in Harlan County and he got recruited to play basketball for the army and um got was able to move and nice. like I only was able to play basketball for a year because they didn't have anybody that could <laughs> With me, like there weren't enough people to play basketball. Um, but I thought that was interesting.
1: And I would think a basketball player would be um, have a, a, a height issue. You're too big. Well. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna wow. you're gonna
0: crush the mind. <laughs> get your big ass out of here. Yeah, Aaron, get in it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. Nice. Aaron, do you have cast? Yeah, I have cast.
0: And this whole movie is basically, to me, oh, yeah. is about cast and it about lasts. why we can't have nice things. Yes. Um, especially the one of the big wait-whats was when we are introduced to the person Jock Jablonski uh-huh. and how Jock Jablonski, his wife Margaret, and daughter Charlotte are murdered. And <laughs> I was like, what? And that totally reminded me of Fred Hampton and how he got murdered. And I was just thinking about, yep, because Jocky Ljublonski, the miners, they did not like the tough Tony guy. They were like, he's a crook. He's in charge of our union and he's not looking out for us. And Jock Ljublonski is up there talking about, like, I'm one of you. I know what it's actually like to... Have the coal dust on you. I know that life. I know what you're fighting for. I'm going to fight for you. And it's that thing of like when you start talking about like people and how we have more in common than our differences, especially the 99% of us, and how we actually do have the power if we all come together, regardless of our caste. And uh, really, our class, because we're all in the same class, we're in the exactly. 99% being exploited. That we have the real power and all the things that we can do if we come together. It reminded me of like when Fred Hampton was out here being like, poor white people, poor brown people, right? Like mm-hmm. poor black people, unite. And what did they do to him? They did what they did to Yablonski. Blew their heads off. And that's what they do. And you look at history, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy, like you just go down the list. And when you start talking that talk, you can talk that talk, but it's when people start believing that talk you're talking, that's when your time will tick, 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 you're
2: going to get got. And when somebody was men, women, and children all, it's time to stand up and be counted. Don't you going to be through, if you don't, you're going to be thrown back 500 years.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and then they take out the wife and kids, so some people are going, "You know it's worth it to me, my life, but am I gonna let my kid get killed because of this? I mean mm-hmm. perfect terrorism,
2: yeah, now, well, that was part of the thing about too well, and they were talking about so in the the black miners started getting laid off and everything, and then they started having because that's what you do is like in those mining communities, like you're a miner and your kids grow up and they're the miners, and mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, now these people had to start preparing their families to go um, compete in an integrated society and like, right, um, you know, go to all these cities, and then you know, you, you have, a, I mean, it's good and bad. You have options, but that's also challenge, a whole other challenge. And yes. that's not your just your next step is to being be okay, well I guess I'm gonna be in the mines. Mm-hmm. And
0: and I'm sure that
2: also um not just with the
0: miners but in unions in general, um part of like and we saw this with the strike breakers, like the you know, the scabs, we don't really see their story and it's easy to completely victim like villainize them but we don't know like what they're dealing with of like my kid is starving oh Oh, yeah i always think about that yeah and i imagine that on purpose they went to like black communities and minority communities hispanics anybody Mm -hmm. and we're like hey and then they're like oh i do need a job and then all of a sudden they're vilified and that what does that do that creates a caste separation between like oh the reason that you're downtrodden is because they're taking your job. The mm-hmm. reason that your mm-hmm. your life is so shitty is because of these people. It also goes to let's not forget cuz people don't want to teach this, but America was built by not paying labor. Like that is how our country mm-hmm. was built. So You can talk about sharing. And then when people have the audacity to talk about sharing the wealth and fairness, you're a communist, like you're labeled a communist and the communists are the enemy of Americans. It's like when I was a kid, I watched G.I. Joe. And if you weren't go Joe, what were you? You weren't there with Cobra and Cobra Commander, basically. And, you know, the guys are like talking about that. The union density so the percentage of workers who were in unions in the United States peaked in nineteen fifty four. Oh. AKA when some people say that America was great. So I find it very interesting that all these people say make America great again. I guess that means that sure. we need to have a you know, a denser but they don't that's not what they mean. Yeah. It's interesting. Also, I'm guessing that it just has to be a coincidence that the percentage of union participation decreases as the civil rights movement increases. That just has to be a coincidence. Mm -hmm. If if nothing of what I've learned about America and American history, I'm I'm sure that that's just well, it just happened. Um. Coal what? mining started in the United States in 1701 in Richmond, Virginia. Oh. Mhm. Uh, now this is also just just interesting. Some people. What date guys, was that? I'm sorry. What date? 1701. 1701. Okay. Mhm. Before the Civil War, coal mining was small scale. Skilled miners acted as independent contractors. Mhm. I don't I, I don't know. like it's just interesting that're like, oh, before the Civil War, it's just okay. But then after the Civil War, corporate reorganization took place of the coal fields, which led to pressure to increase production and cut cost. And then they fought to keep unions from organizing. Um, I mean, let's just cast. like. I, I hope that the people who are like listening to this podcast start looking at it the way that I do with like, oh, before the Civil War and like, but lurking between those lines and reading like, oh, before the Civil War, when we had free labor mm-hmm. as as a country, mm-hmm. as opposed to after. Um, and I imagine that they started corporatizing because they were like, oh, shit, we have to pay people now. That we didn't have to, oh, and exactly. that is going to. Um, well, wow, that's really cutting into our profit. Exactly. So now these like coal that was coming in, we need to. No, we can squeeze. We could squeeze some, some juice out of this. Um, until in 1890, that's when the United Mine Workers Association of America was established. Wow. So, and then I like the. We mentioned the part about the black coal miner who had the black long Um also there was the scene later where the black guy gets asked by people, he's like, Oh, it was when we'll get to him, but Basil Collins, he uh this movie had everything. N word check. Yeah. When he was calling and he and then the woman, oh man, she says the (laughs) N-word back to the guy and it's but it's a real like oh man, like Yeah, like she thought she meant well, like she (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know because she's like he's more of a man than you are and then there's the one black guy and i just i just had this like cringe moment because they all in the
2: document like in that year the documentary she was probably like yeah she's like she beat oh yeah yeah. yeah
0: but then, then they're like, yeah, you need to bring more, like we need more black people here too. like down on the strike and stuff. And they're pointing to the one guy who's there. And, and somebody makes a comment like about, oh, like, like he's odd. And the guy, the black guy goes, I am odd. Yeah, he and goes, that, and I'm odd everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah, because also they get um, like, you know, the KKK was active in these parts when the movie was premiered the KKK uh, cut KKK into a goat and they hung it next to where the movie was going to premiere. And so, like, there was armed guards for the premiere because, you know, KKK got a KKK. Well, okay, so this whole thing is just cast. Even though there isn't a, you know, black people thing, the reason that these coal miners... And poor people are in the situation that they are in. It's not an accident. It's because you got to keep them separated so that they're fighting each other. Because if they unite together. Mm -hmm. We are to nerd alerts and I have a
1: nerd alert. (gasps) Clutch the Pearl.
2: Who are we?
1: I looked into the 1931 Harlan County War. (gasps) Oh, Did anybody else?
0: I I only did cursory. Oh, the bloody nineteen thirties. No. Yeah, I yeah I didn't. I have like one sentence about
1: okay. it. Okay. Well, in nineteen thirty one, they went on strike. Now I remember uh, back to you this remember
2: nineteen
1: thirty one. I do. It was it was not <laughs> wow. a good year. Um, <laughs> when they were in New York and um, the some of the New Yorkers were asking them about uh, pay their pay and the one guy was going, you know we're we're paid okay it's not the pay, it's the conditions and um so <clears throat> anyway, they went on strike protesting conditions and the coal companies and the local police because the coal companies owned the local police as well and then when I'm reading about it it's all, the exact same thing that happened in 76. Um, so uh, civil unrest broke out. In 1931, Harlan County Co-Operators Association cut miners' wage, cut the, their wages by 10%. You um, imagine? Cut their wages by 10%.
2: Like we
0: w- need to maximize, like it is, like it's maximize. It isn't, We we can't cover... What we need to cover, like we can't, we're we're not, we're breaking even. We're not breaking even, or is it we're in the red? I don't know. I don't know these business things. But like, it's we need to maximize. We're not making enough money. You guys, right, have to cover right. Ten percent. I mean, you don't
1: cut. Okay, employees known to be union members were fired, evicted from the company-owned homes. Only three of Har Harlan County is a county, so there are several towns. Only three of their towns were not owned by the miners. At the peak during this strike, 5,800 workers were on strike, and really? 900 were still working. Wow. That's when songwriter Florence Reese wrote, Whose Side Are You On?
0: She was in the documentary. Man, I like
1: that song. I, I you stood it. up
2: there and You what? You did it? I keep singing it. Oh, you, see, Yeah when she stood up there and sang. Mm. Did I hear correctly that she said she was 40 years old? No, I'm pretty sure she said she was like 400 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's a, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. don't know. Some of them though, like the one guy who was like, I'm like, they all looked a lot old. Like that's a tough, It's all like twice year old? their yeah. age. The it's 16 year old widow. didn't say 40. She <laughs> was probably said 80. Yeah, because she not wrote that was the damn the t- oldest forty-year-old I've ever seen in my She whole wrote of this history.
1: song. It, it must have been forty years later, because she wrote this Yeah, song it was forty years later, because it was okay. the thirties
0: and it was in the seventies.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> On May fifth was the Battle of Evarts. Evarts was a town not owned by Evarts. Evarts. Oh. Evarts. Evarts.
2: Wrong. Evarts. Wrong. Evarts. Wrong. Evarts. Wrong.
1: <laughs> Miners ambushed cars delivering supplies to the strikers, strike breakers, and the Kentucky National Guard was called in. This is in
2: 1930. uh uh-huh. So mm-hmm. this is the same story.
1: It is the same yeah. story.
2: The, um, Except they didn't have
0: booze. <laughs> With, oh, no, they probably did because it was Kentucky. Yeah, they, they were haulers.
1: Yeah, so, they, had they, were in, they, they were going. There were people at the stills, yeah. Uh, So at this point, the miners got disillusioned. So on June 17th, the last mine returned back to work. Again, it was more stuff just like this one, only they say it was bloodier. Um, 1935, troops were deployed three times. um, And the last time the troops were in behalf of the miners. The governor said it was the worst reign of terror in the history of the country. I don't no. quite agree.
0: Mm, I
2: don't.
1: Mm, I mean, mm, it was mm. it was a reign of terror, but not mm. the worst one
0: that our country had yeah,
1: experienced.
2: Not the worst. Mm, just the, the KKK is over
0: there, like, yeah, that is definitely the worst.
1: <laughs> so it went on from 31 to 39, but evidently didn't solve anything because here we are back 40 years later, going through the same stuff.
2: Funny how it just all that was my nerd. It's back around.
0: Oh, they, people say like, oh, history repeats. But then I heard somebody say, ah, uh-uh, ah, history echoes. It's like mm. a wave rippling. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, because that's my whole. I, I just like to know, like, how did we get here? What happened? So in 1976, the top five movies were number five, All the President's Men. So the country is coming out of Watergate and Nixon. We have Silver Streak, King Kong, A Star is Born, and the number one film was Rocky. Yes, it was. The Oscars, Taxi Driver, Network, Bound for Glory, All the President's Men, and the winner, Rocky. Yes, it was. October 1976. So 1976, that's the Bicentennial. 200 years ago, the southern colonies decided it was in their best interest to join the revolution because in England they had patriarchy, which meant that titles, wealth all came from the father. So all these children that these plantation owners sired through rape would and that they viewed not as their own children, but as property under the British law. They actually own titles, money, and standing under British law. So the Southern colonies were like, oh, er, record scratch, excuse me, what? Yes, we will be (laughs) revolting. Um, And so in 1776, that was a big deal, right? The bicentennial, 200 years. 1976 was the bicentennial. Yeah. Um, In 1976, two coal mine explosions claimed 26 lives at the Blue Diamond Coal Mine, in Lecter County, Kentucky. So even as this movie, oh, in the year the movie opened, yeah. there was coal mines exploding. The DC Metro opened in 1976. Wow. Which as a little kid in 1986, I thought it was so state of the art. Now is it just I
2: mean, like old now? I mean, like how, what is mind boggling to me when I lived there is how the fuck does the, Capital of the nation, not have twenty four seven public transportation.
1: Yeah,
2: and then years ago it was catching on fire all the time. Yeah, mm. it was like you- let, like seriously stops running at eleven p.m. Are you kidding me? I oh. think n- maybe me think I'm um, here here goes
0: Aaron out on a cast limb with no backing <laughs> documentation whatsoever. But let's look at let's just just think oh, yeah, about it. Yeah, they don't it. care about the working
2: class people. Exactly and everybody that, the people that they care about don't need public transportation. They're
0: exactly, because it's D.C., what is the, D, who are the people, well, it's changing because of gentrification, but when I was growing up, D.C. was known as Chocolate City, and people would come in from outside of it, work, and leave, yeah. and mm-hmm. they didn't want to have, why are you going to have Chocolate City have access to 24-hour, yeah. excuse us? So, that kind of. Kind of goes up. But some of
2: the stations are nice.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, I think it was, it was yeah. always really cool and I always liked the smell.
2: It's got a distinct smell. It's funny.
1: Uh-huh. As long as you're not in the elevators.
0: Oh,
2: I don't remember ever
0: the elevators. I just remember the really yeah. long escalators.
1: Yeah, the elevators were, uh, people uh, tended to use them as restrooms.
0: Yeah, no, I took the skip and the boom, the sound. Like I can't do it, but I I just always remember it, and I'm like, oh, and the tile, the the uh, orangey tile, hect- hectagon-y kind of shaped. Ah, uh, brings back memories. And me trying the, to keep your brother back from the rails. Yes. Oh, so bad. The first true, the first truly complete recording of the opera Porgy and Bess is released on a three <laughs> LP set by Decca Records in London. And London Records in the US. And now we own a copy. You wow. Do. Oh, you need to look and that's right. You need to look and see which if if this is it. Because it's starring Willard White and Leona Mitchell, and it was the Cleveland Orchestra that performed it. So see if it's from either Decca Records or London Records.
2: All
0: right. Apple Computer Company. Started in
2: 1976. Oh my goodness. Wow. Boo. I mean, yeah, I use all of their products, but man, talk about
0: overlords. <laughs> yeah.
2: And this is
0: in the really the first class of women inducted is inducted at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland in 1976. Oh, mm-hmm. I believe it. The uh, U.S. Naval Academy was established in 1845.
1: Because in 1974, when I graduated from college and got a job teaching, I couldn't get a credit card in my own name. That is insanity. My my parents had to co-sign for me to get a credit card. Jeez. I had and a You job. said that was in
2: 1931 when you graduated? <laughs> Yeah. Wait. Wait. Lover. Wait. What year
0: was it again? Seventy-four. This. Is, so after you graduate, you were a college graduate. graduate. Yes. I said that it's right. wild. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. And so this one didn't happen in 1976, but it happened the year before. But I think it's very important to bring to light because it also kind of goes into the whole uh, thread of tapestry of the story about like, well, what happened to unions? You know, because I said they. 1954, like, they peaked. In 1975, Jimmy Hoffa, who was an American union leader, he was a, a former leader of the Teamsters, and he had been involved with organized crime, and got in trouble. I believe he was, like, arrested and sent to jail, and all this stuff. Um, He, in July, poof, disappears. And so... has never been... Fun. I just bring this never been found. And I just bring this up because I knew about Jimmy Hoffa and I didn't know anything about labor unions. Like Jimmy Hoffa was, everybody knew about Jimmy Hoffa, right, Ma? And so I think it's interesting how everybody knows about this man and he was a union leader, but he was a crook. And how just, I think that adds into the, oh, don't do unions. They're all crooks and stuff, which it's so wild that, that's been the narrative that is fun to us of like, mm-hmm. you, because look, I'm not going to sit around and say that the answer to all our problems is unions. No, it, we're human beings. Like we're going to swindle each other and be horrible to each other and stuff. But just the idea of like, no, you don't want to join a union because they're crooks, but look at who, look at who we have governing us. Look at who we have running these big companies. Like, crooks are everywhere the fact that that we have been duped into this idea of like oh no unions are crooks and that's the downfall of america is
1: wild to me and they brought that up in this film so now we are two negative reheatables one is uh everyone looking like twice their age
2: oh what a hard life
1: one is as you previously stated, a sixteen-year-old widowed mother.
2: God, she was married at
0: fifteen. Yeah, and her her the her husband, um, he was twenty-three. Yeah. Fifteen. Okay. And she didn't look like I w- I kept waiting. I was like, "Where's the sixteen-year-old? Why is her older sister there?" Because she didn't, it wasn't like, oh, she was like, you know, she she looked. That was the oldest 16 I have seen in a long time.
1: No, no indoor plumbing in their um, company built homes. Mm. Uh, in 1968, um, the mine was expe- in, inspected 16 times.
2: And they got
1: 16 extensions, and in November of that year, there was an explosion. Four survived; 78 were burned alive.
2: Mm. Those are some negatives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have. We already talked about it. No safety goggles. Like, not, like. Can you imagine all the stuff getting in your eyes down there? Like. I get one speck of mascara in my eye and I'm done until I get it out. I can't do a single thing else until it's out.
0: Well, it's the reason I don't wear makeup. I, I can't stand that. I had a dream last night. Should call it a nightmare that I had something in my eye and I could not get it out. Mm.
2: Yeah. Um. When... The One of the guys was talking. I think he was the guy with the black... The the first guy they interviewed. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't say the guy with the black lung. That was like half of the people there. Um, They all have it. It was going to be all of them. And he said... uh, He talked about his experience like when he was younger working in the mines. And the boss was like... Be careful with that mule. Make sure you don't go anywhere where the mule can't where something you know the mule can't stand or whatever. Something might fall on him. And he said, well, "What about me?" And the guy said, "We can always we can always hire another man, but we can't. Well, but we got to buy that mule." Right. So, um, I don't remember which. Fuck boy said this, but uh, <laughs> there's been some conduct that I don't like to think that our American women have to revert to. Oh, Shut the F up. yeah. <clears throat> I
0: know who
2: said that. We'll um,
0: get to it in my negatives. So I know. Okay. Who I, yeah.
2: I put this as a negative only because it doesn't compute in this time, day and age, but 5 to $7 an hour being a livable wage. Like that mm-hmm. was like good money. You could make do not good money, but like you could get by mm-hmm. and well, good for that
1: area. I mean, the economy was still, so yeah. but even
2: it. in like um in New York, the the policeman that they were talking to in New York said he was getting paid about that, mm-hmm. like $7 an exactly. hour. Exactly. Yep. And he said, I could retire at 36 on half pay and with, make $10,000 a year. And that was like, going to be fine. Yeah, and then you know, I meant to do a deep dive into this, but I just wrote Duke Power underlining Duke. Oh, thank yeah, you. you
0: have- I knew you would, teeny. Because <laughs> I'm someone who grew up
2: on Duke Power <laughs> and Duke Power, and Duke everywhere in North Carolina.
0: I didn't do a deep dive, but I did a dive. I, I should say, I didn't do a dive. I jumped in because I knew it was going to be shallow. You dipped your
2: toe, yeah. Yeah,
0: you don't want to go in head first in the shallow pool. So,
2: yeah.
0: But I did. Duke Power is based in Charlotte.
2: Sure is. Don't I know it?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, everywhere. Its founder was one James B. Duke. Who uh, was fuck. a
2: fuckboy. Is this a fuckboy alert?
0: He is also the founder of American Tobacco Company. So that makes him... The arch nemesis of lungs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure does. And he also gave a substantial endowment, which became our nemesis. So, yeah. What's his
2: name? James B. Duke. Yep. Just nominating him. James B. Duke. Mm -hmm. Those are my negatives. I have
0: man kentucky state troopers taking sides and then i found this article called why police unions are not part of the american labor movement by paul f clark and he talked about in his article about how police have used their legal authority to protect businesses and private property since the beginning of American labor unions but what he did not mention and what I thought he was going to get into is um the part that's right there about businesses and private property and that is the origin story of police in America because mm-hmm. it was to recapture the escaped private property aka free labor aka enslaved person who had the wherewithal and to demand their God-given right of freedom? So I was like, "Oh, you wonder why police unions are outside of the labor union? It's like antithet- antithet- antithetical to that." Um, the person antithet- antithetical? antithetical. I don't. You know me. I'm making it up. I make up with uh, that was a, that was a made up word, but it but it
1: worked. Yeah, it's a, a you know it's against anti ethical. That's what you were going for, right? Anti ethical? Unethical.
0: Yeah. no, it's the opposite of well I guess on that it's anti You know what? Whatever. I don't like, know. I'm not I'm not Marion Webster. I don't know.
1: You couldn't read read it anyway because it's banned.
0: You basically understand why are police unions not in the American Labor Union? Because they were made uh, to recapture slaves. And slaves were free labor. Duh. That's why. But he didn't even get into it in his article. And I'm just like, hmm, that's kind of part of the problem. You had a
1: first cousin who was a state trooper in Kentucky.
0: I guess at this point I need to say not all state troopers, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the guy who was a minor, who, he. <laughs> Here I am after all of that, and I'm gonna be talking shit on this guy using his with his spool of thread metaphor to explain to his daughter why unions are bad. And yet I just went through (laughs) (laughs) all of that. Um, So there I am in the bad rejito bowls. But I like how his reasoning was that. So he had this. He he tells his daughter, "Imagine a spool of thread, and you get paid 15 cents." and then you're like no now i want to be paid 30 cents and so his whole reasoning was that unions are bad because people are always going to want more but why isn't that like business is always want more it, business is always about growth and more profits and they put up which is a good reheatable because it is relevant today the title card in 1975 how profits for the coal mining companies, who were up 170 percent, and yeah. wages were up 4 percent, but the cost of living was up 7 percent, and that yeah. is today. Like exactly. you can put that up today. And he did have. He does have a point because he's right about the prices will go up. Yeah. And get passed on to the consumers because profits can't go down. Which that's just congratulations on us because we can't get our shit together, and say no. You mean to tell me that like companies today can make four billion dollars in profit, and then you then it's like well next year you better better make five billion, mm-hmm. it, you know?
2: Like it always has to keep it's always growing. It, it always has, has to, to, to grow, and we're always having to. You, the goal is in any money making thing, you always have to make more than the year before. Yeah, which is it's gotta it's gotta
1: reach a limit at some point.
2: It does, and then oh. it collapses. And then the pandemic happens, and then mm-hmm. then you don't make any money, and then, nope, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. then then the money, change, it shifts, because
0: somebody else mm-hmm. comes in, and then they grow. Because you look at companies that now are no longer a thing, like Kodak. They made film, mm-hmm. and they, you they're know. Back,
2: they're back, and now they're back. It's all cyclical.
0: See, it, yeah, it is, but they're not, I mean, they're, back but they're not how they were no you know like kodak isn't what kodak used to be you know it's it's like ford isn't what ford used it doesn't have the market share and stuff that it Mm -hmm. used to be these things are are cyclical but that that is that's advertising though the fact that you were like oh but they're back because they went back down to nothing and now they're like but now they're in the same thing of like oh now well now we have to keep going and keep going up and up and up um, man, let's see the the other guy who was t- in there talking about how unions are ruining the country. That's mm-hmm. our that's our main man, Basil Fuckboy Collins. Basil Fuckboy. That was the first time we saw him, oh, and yeah. I knew I I knew. I looked at that man, and I was like, that man. I bet that man has committed some racial. Hate crimes in his life. I guess I should sprinkle allegedly because maybe he didn't, but I am fairly sure. I'm not a get- teeny. Am I a big gambler? You're not. I dabble in it, but I wasn't even caught. Call- yeah. It's a light. It's a really
2: dip your toe in.
0: But I would. But you'll be- dabble. I dabble. So, but I'm telling you here now, I would be willing to bet money that man, tell me that man didn't have a was it a card-carrying member of the KKK? <laughs> Had a white robe in oh, his yeah. closet. I mean, <clears throat> whoa, I could smell it on him. And he was talking about how unions are full of known communists. Mm-hmm. Which it goes back to my point I made earlier. It was like if you have, if you're saying like, hey, I think that out of your 170% like increase, that I should have a little bit more of an increase than 4%. Mm-hmm. you're a communist you yeah. want everybody to be equal and you want every to share all of the complete wealth i don't want to share all of the
2: complete wealth i just want a pie that well, is commiserate and it's also like oh i see this in my line of work frequently of like yeah there are certain times where like profits are not there and like it does not but then you see the other ways money is being spent and it's mm-hmm. like it's, what point like that's the way business works you try to keep your payroll percent at a certain percent of the business but then at some point you've got to be able to adjust and be like okay like we're used to spending 11 percent of our profits on payroll but like now maybe we're gonna have to spend 12 percent of our profits on exactly. payroll so that our people can afford to live and maybe we need to cut costs elsewhere and yeah, yeah, maybe we don't need
0: to buy a stadium naming rights. Maybe yeah. we don't need to buy advertising on Hulu. When yeah. you, when you open up Hulu, uh-huh. who is it presented by? Maybe we don't need to spend that money. But you know what? With all of, like the tax regulations and all that, I bet they actually make money from oh, that yeah. kind of thing because there's all of, like the tax loopholes and all of that that. it's just yeah that when the when the guy there was a a guy who was saying how they were all in it together the catholic church was in it i was I felt that guy i was like yeah they are all in it um i felt that i felt that it wasn't needed but i mentioned it before but it, it it is just important to remember like the scab story oh yes, like yeah like they're people too and even yeah. though it's like oh you, you hate to see that and you want them to be like whose side are you on like we don't know what they're going through
2: it's kind of like the sad actor thing mm-hmm. whatever now but like it's like yeah certain people like any famous actor or actress yeah if they like they absolutely not you could tell but then some people it's like people that families and, you know, mm-hmm. shit to keep doing. There, there are so
0: many... People don't understand just how many people work in the entertainment industry that are just... Um, they're just regular people trying to be in the middle class, in the lower middle class, all mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that are the ones who are behind the scenes in the electrical department, in admin departments, doing all of these things. And the fact that the strike is continuing... They don't have the savings set up hey, to right. be able to withstand it. And we're also like the housing shortage in Los Angeles. It's just, it's horrible. And it's, it's those people who are super hard, you know, feeling it's super hard. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it, it, it's nuts and I, I think that people it's easy to just be like, oh, the SAG and the writers and stuff and to think that they're millionaires. And, but it's, it's it, it isn't. And the reason that they are sticking to what they're sticking to and that we don't really hear it that much is because a lot of those people are also in trade unions and know the reason why that the writers and the actors are being so staunch on it, because it isn't. Like I mean, he gets tossed around a lot, but it is an existential threat. Like AI and what AI can do. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um, Justine Bateman was on a podcast called The Town, and Justine Bateman went to school for computer science and like knows her shit about computer science and has uh, very interesting insight into AI. And yeah, I Google and I seek like what she is saying about it, and it is wild. She's
1: far different from the character Mallory that she played.
0: Oh yeah, she's a brainiac. Mm-hmm. Um, another negative reheatable, which goes on with yours, ma. Um, just the fact that this is a thing, sealing a mine, like the mine yeah. explodes. Just seal it, and and you yeah. just have to to why seal they, the mine. Why? Why
2: is that?
0: Because they, you have to seal the mine. I I think probably because you don't want anybody else to go in it and it's gonna collapse and it's just a But like, they're the, away
2: weren't they sealing with people inside
0: yeah because but why would not, somebody else
2: go in it
1: to try to save them oh yeah
2: i mean it's
0: it's unstable like it's you have right, to find right, right. because it's gonna eventually collapse or it, like is it not can't. gonna collapse if you seal it how do they seal it oh you, you don't, don't I mean know. They,
1: because couldn't more explosion i mean i think they
0: like exploded and... at the beginning yeah they like exploded mm-hmm. in the entrance and so then it's sealed damn and that's yeah. what like they have to to do and the, there's people in there and and the people who are in there are people who live 15 minutes right. a 15 minute walk and that's their families and then you're asking about who was the guy that like fixed his lips to talk about it that, about like women and like i can't imagine like A woman being like, you know, um, having the audacity to act so unwomanly. That was a Duke
2: power man. Mm -hmm. Like, And yeah, I guess those women, those women would have gone down there and got their mans out. They would have. They would have, been, it would have tried, tried. Water, yeah, yeah. That's true. And,
0: okay. and like yeah and so he'll fix his lips to be like oh it's so uncouth and unladylike for a woman to lay down in the road to keep a, a strike breaker from entering the mines but this is the same man who was like eh, yeah seal the mine oh well mm-hmm. and gets to just like go back and and sleep in his comfy little bed it was like ah oh, man that guy with yeah, indoor with, plumbing. yeah like, fuck that guy. I, I mean, bet he had
2: terrible taste, though.
0: Well, he... he, he of course. but uh, Of course. Of course. But, you know, he... Man, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And then the other guy who was like, yeah, black lung isn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, I, I have that quote. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And then just in general... I mean, this is, uh, we watched a whole movie about it and I, I'm down with their plight, but also at the same time, bad reheatable coal. I mean, exactly.
2: and I was reading exactly. an article you about want it on your stocking.
0: Yeah, and I was reading an article. <laughs> <laughs> I got cold.
1: Did you stocking. ever get cold in I your stocking? I did. Stock- oh, but that was a joke.
0: <laughs> I was looking for it, I still have it. Yeah, it that was. was a joke. Yeah. Teeny,
1: did Tim have, no, did Santa ever put coal in your stocking? Not for real. Yeah, see, Aaron had some, it was yeah, coal. I'm sure it was a, a fake coal. coal. But it was funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it had to be like fake because it was like, uh, not laminated, but like painted because it didn't. I, I, I got no dust. There, I didn't get the black lung from it.
2: But coal's different. Like, is charcoal a type of coal?
0: Yeah, there's all these different types of coals.
2: But it's really good for um, a bunch of things. You can use it around the house in a bunch yeah, of ways. Um, yeah, you know, it cleans the air yeah. and mm-hmm. it helps absorb moisture.
1: Yeah, um, you just don't want to be, um, you know, breaking it if, apart and inhaling the uh, no, dust. Don't do that.
0: Mm-mm. So, a lot of the miners blame Obama for shutting down the mines. They call Obama's war on coal. Um, But it is pointed out that coal is always polluting and burning coal emits toxics and carcinogenic substances into our air, water and land Mm -hmm. to quote Dr. Kate Charlesworth, quote, the overwhelming majority of scientists say there can be no more coal mines if we are to have any chance of a safe climate. Medical organizations are increasingly recognizing the health risk. With the British Medical Journal describing climate change as a quote health emergency.
2: Mm-hmm. Like we we've but, done we've. But I will say, after seeing this, it's like I would get if that was what your your line of work, and you're like, well, now what what's next, you know? But that's where it has to come in and it has to we have to do
0: the pivot. It has to it exactly. has to have the education of right. be, because there's a lot of jobs that don't exist anymore, but we had like Yeah, oh lot. no, I totally get yeah. it. I'm
2: just saying I could see how, you know.
0: Yeah, of course, and especially because it's such a hard job that there is that badge of honor of I've mm-hmm. been a coal I, you know I've been a coal miner my and then your son looks up to you and like my daddy's a coal miner and his daddy before him was a coal miner and that there is that pride to it but mm-hmm. like let's get some mindfulness involved and so it's like to take their identity away from your job and to pivot. and there's probably a wealth and gold mine of ingenuity The ingenuity of just that area, the region of Appalachia. I mean, the people are resilient
2: as well. They are.
0: There is, we, we have like. like You don't
2: care about that? Companies hiring people for a job. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah,
1: that's the reason that companies need to be going, you know, opening their companies in that area where people need to. Leave coal mining and come into another job, wind turbines and such.
0: Yeah, but Uh, I don't know if that
1: area is more Blanton's (laughs) whiskey,
0: but but profits, profits, profits. Hey, you have to come up with a way that it to do that, but to show that it makes profits because if it don't make profits, it ain't going to do it so. So now we are tasked
1: with finding um, good reheatables. And um, that it was uh, the people's resilience. The people who live in Appalachia um, have always been resilient. And I had my other good one was uh, when they went to Wall Street. I mean, that oh, was, amazing. I don't know who organized that, but that was brilliant. Yeah. What I, a couple people said. Yeah. Okay. We won't. We won't give money to coal mines anymore. No. Okay. Other positives,
2: please. But I do think in that, like, it's not like we had TikTok or the internet even to be like, exactly. oh, l- listen exactly. to what's going on here, like. And it's New
0: York. That's where the cameras are. That's where the media is. It's mm-hmm. going to get coverage. You get coal miners in New York. They're going to be like, oh, this is a story. We're going to get mm-hmm. cameras on it. And especially in 1976, this is a time when there were what? Three channels, you know, it, yeah. we didn't have the Internet. There wasn't cable. It was three news channels. NBC, ABC, CBS.
1: And yeah. then you had uh, uh, Poppy only got one of those in Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky. Um and then there was, like, 18, which showed the old Tarzan movies, the old Hercules movies.
2: <laughs> See? So, uh, I had, uh, the old, I did want to find one redeeming thing about the job, and it was the slide. That slide looked pretty fun that they got to use to go down there. To go like, down into the mine? Yeah, like, not like, like, if you're just using it, like, you're at a, like I said, like, disney ride or whatever, you know. hmm uh-huh. It you know, and where did um, you walk on
0: that? Where was the coal mine? <laughs> the and I'm sure if off. you
1: fell off, I mean there were gears there that would chop yeah. off your feet and shit. But other than that, yeah, it mm-hmm. looks like fun. You had to be coordinated to get on and off of it. So you yeah, know, I, but I mean scary. They were going head first. Some head yeah.
0: first. Yeah, you got to be coordinated just in general to be a coal miner, ma. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Well, that and my claustrophobia. So
2: the music. Mhm. Um the southern accents. No, yeah. It is. Because
1: there are so many different um variations of the southern accent. Yeah. The, the dialect accent, the dialect, yeah. Yeah. The Kentucky one is different from the Tennessee, mm-hmm. is different from Georgia
2: and Alabama and yeah. And then I liked they there in New York and they were talking to the NYPD officer and he was just like you know, the coal matter was like, is your job hard, though? And he was like, I mean, not really. It's just pretty much a lot of bullshit. Like, I'll do this all day. Yeah. So right. he was self-aware. Um, and then the which side are you on, lady? He said her mm-hmm. name.
1: Florence Reese.
2: 40-year-old Florence Reese. And old Volts. I mean, the cars, but the old Volkswagen Beetles. Just a classic. You don't oh, see them which around Yeah. Yeah, my grandma had a baby blue punch mm. buggy.
0: That was well, it was baby blue and silver because of all the Ooh. duct tape.
1: She yep, yeah, something would start to fall off. She'd duct tape it right mm-hmm. back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It was fun. I like that car. It was loud. How did she get that? Like, did she get it new? No.
1: <laughs> no, none of her cars came new. They were always extreme. Extremely secondhand. Oh,
2: Paul because like- when she
1: was coming up, uh, you know, she was a war bride. Well, and what year was she born for the
0: audience?
2: 1911. Yeah. <laughs> so, so- you, young.
0: <laughs>
2: you, one. you started <laughs> it. You just took
1: me there. You know what? She could have, and that because she was 40 when she had me. So, I mean, yeah. So, wait, you were saying about the car. (laughs) Oh, because when she was coming up, I mean, the wife didn't have a car. To have a second car back then, uh, uh, like the wife have a car.
0: But what is back then? Because I'm talking about in the 80s when I knew her. I'm talking about the 50s. So, in the 50s, she had a car. She had her. (laughs) She had
1: her in the 60s. They bought, she and my aunt. Bought a car, to, a used car together that was yeah, their friends.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because they, ah, uh, those two <laughs> were not going to be told what to do. <laughs> a, a, a fiery streak. They and two other friends, their
1: age, in the forties, that was before the war, so late thirty nine went. Um, cross country in said car and went and visited california i mean four unmarried women traveling and
0: i bet that no one wanted any trouble with those particular four women
1: (laughs) so true truer words were never spoke If anybody started, they went never mind, never mind.
0: (laughs) We're gonna finish it. (laughs) We're
1: gonna back
0: away. What was that? There was a TikTok somebody said about (laughs) German women. Like, do not mess with German women. (laughs) Mm. Um, who was who's where? It's me. me. Are me me me? You're positives. My positives. Oh man. My main man John L Lewis's eyebrows. Could you believe those things? Love them. They were like little fires that were equal to the fire he was spitting. He was up there saying the- They were huge. Huge and awesome. And And apparently sticking straight out. Straight up. Like like flames. He was flaming on. He was flaming on. His eyebrows, he was. He said, and I don't know. I I'd have to do more of a deep dive, but I, from what I read, John L. Lewis did reach out to black people and was like, "Hey, come come in." And if you went
1: by looks alone, you would go, "Oh my God, he's got a white robe in his closet." Yeah, because I, I was but, like, "Wait."
0: Yeah. hmm But the thing that did warm. Warm my spirit was that it was very hard for not hard, you know. The research you type in Google and I kept typing in John L. Lewis. Oh. Um, what would only come up, yeah, was John L. Lewis. big man. No, the other John Lewis, I don't think he's L, but John Lewis, the black, right? Civil rights, yeah, right. He right. and but I specifically was like, Joe, no, John L. Lewis. And it was just like, oh, there's just this. And then everything else was about good trouble. And I did love that. I was like, wow, he totally stole this man's name. But he said, John L. Lewis, the solitary worker is powerless against the resources of a company and therefore needs the aid of a union of fellow workers. So he was like big into it and an important United States labor activist. Um, I also thought it was a good reheatable that there was no voiceover. There was no handholding in this film. There was not uh-huh. explaining every little thing. Like you had to pay attention to what was going on. Um, I like also, like we said, the scene with the um, the conversation, like we already mentioned it in New York City with the cop and how uh-huh. the cop was like, no, I get free medical, free dental, and I can retire at 36. But unions destroyed America. Yeah. Like, you right, know? Like, right. Cops now are, would even be like, wait, free medical, free death. Just oh, yeah. the fact that our health care is tied to our employment drives me up the wall. Yeah. I don't – it's not that I don't understand it, because I do understand it. I do understand the game and the get down. But it is – like, we should be <laughs> – when you see the footage of, like, January 6th, that should be us with the health insurance Yes. Companies. <laughs> like, yes. that. Like, and who, that's the thing. Like, who is the person who's like, no? Like, I, I feel like across all walks of life that this is one of the issues where we all can unite. You would think. But, man, rough.
1: And not my if final- a black
0: president is putting forth something, though. No, but look at that. But this is why we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like <clears> that, it's shot on sixteen millimeter film. I shot my final project on sixteen millimeter film, and it's it's that graininess, and you see it, and it just has this cool, just look to it that is, you can't you can't beat it. Like you know, this can- film
1: this could not be a film of zeros and ones. No, because it's the warmth.
0: And also you get that, like the sound of just the the music that they're recording that because it's in the 70s on a reel to reel audio tape. And that's why you're getting the warmth of it, of just they just set up the microphone and they're recording it. And that's the songs that you're hearing. It isn't done in a they didn't go into a studio. No, they didn't Pro Tools it. It's just that warmth of the real to reel machines and it just has a nice feel to it so those are my positive reheatables
1: okay <clears throat> we are to tini's tiktok corner
2: i need to get better about putting my tiktoks in my tiktok corner so i don't okay. have any for you this week <gasps> i
1: I, I understand i would think that it would be hard to
2: find it's not. Corner. No, no <coughs> labor. tick TikTok just, quarter. But you just put in coal mining or labor union or yeah, oh, it's not. Okay. But okay. I went down the podcast route this time instead of a TikTok route. So
1: that's right because you had power of cast this time.
2: Yeah. Uh oh. You were not muted. Me? No, <laughs> no you were. You were muted. We're all good now. We're Don't all worried about deployables. it. Yeah, we're
1: the <laughs> That electricity running over there takes somebody dying for it. Mm-hmm. That was a female. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what color you were going in, we all came out black.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's also, <laughs> it is, but then it, it's also. Just problematic to me. I just, like, I just, you know, that, that's just, to me, I understand the sentiment, but I feel like people, like, I could feel the the back patting of their hands on that, oh, of, yeah. like, making oh, them yeah. feel better about yeah. that. Oh, yeah.
1: We want to do the right thing about coworkers, but we think that the best informed medical opinion will show you That it's not true that inhalation and retention of coal dust in the lungs necessarily results in any impairment.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, could I interest you in some cigarettes as you go out Mm -hmm. that are also by the brought to you by Duke? Here you go, Duke.
2: I was just watching a thing about Billie Jean King today. Um, Oh, actually, TikTok on TikTok about um, because. I don't, when shout out to Coco for winning. Yes. Then she Coco. like got to meet like they shook hands, shook hands with Billie Jean King, and she was like, "Thank you for all that you've done for the sport, whatever." And I didn't know much about her to be honest, you know. Well, you and didn't. yeah, so she um, basically like when when she was in school. She was trying out sports or whatever and she was like the first time I picked up the tennis racket like I got in the car and I was like that's it like tennis and my mom was like haha okay whatever you know she's like I'm gonna be the best in the world and you know what whatever and so this was even before there was even professional tennis and so then in college she like taught tennis I believe and eventually ended up making it to the pros but it was one of I think Don't know if it was U.S. Open or Wimbledon or something where it came out that the men were going to make the prize money for the men was going to be eight times as much as the women were going to make. So she Mm -hmm. and nine other women, I think she was like, no, never mind. We'll just do our own thing. Um, And they did their own. They did their own competition. Why did we bring her up? cuz Coco Goff got to meet
0: her and we uh-huh, talking Coco about got to meet her how it was great and you hadn't you were watching a documentary about Billie Jean King mhm and because you were doing your cool, no we talked about Duke and Tobacco it had something to do with tobacco. tobacco oh yeah yeah
2: so then um oh so then one of the sponsors for the for the one that they put on was Virginia Slims oh with, yeah Virginia Slims was their big sponsor yeah. to put money behind it because it was women smoking cigarettes, those long skinny cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So back in the days when cigarettes that, yeah. were the sponsors for a sporting event. Winston, the Winston Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, that I was, was back I before. Oh, oh my God. Winston. When I was
2: growing up, my dad smoked Marlboro's and cut out all of the, you know, you could cut out the part on the package. So that it, it was like points. And so he would mail in all of the things and then you get, you'd have a catalog mm-hmm. and you could pick out like green we stamps had everything. We had a Marlboro <laughs> tent. We didn't go camping ever. Why would we have Marlboro tent. And so he had everything. And then I remember the time it was raining. And so he had to go wait for the bus. And so he put like a big Marlboro coat on me and I was like, I can't wear this to school we're not allowed to wear
1: oh, like cigarette yeah.
2: stuff, mm-hmm. and he got black electrical tape and put it. Over <laughs> the- <laughs>
0: he was like a gaffer putting on the. He's like, oh no, lo- no logos,
2: no logos. Yep, uh, I wore it to school. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's- we still got like a Marlboro duffel bag. Like you never had to pay for luggage. Cigarettes pay for that. <laughs> Like I do rain gear. That wasn't something you spent money on. Like that was free from Marlboro. As I far remember as Tim was concerned.
0: Hey, like, you go into restaurants and it would you would have be like for not smoking because there would be a smoking section. There mm-hmm. were smoking on planes. Oh, we all a, we a
2: smoking section in my family, my
0: household. <laughs> oh wow. I yeah. mean, just the fact that within my lifetime that it came out of like, oh, and you, um, how bad it is, and you know those. Oh, truth I mean,
2: I was of drinking age when it stopped being legal to smoke in bars.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Like those ads that you'll see even today, like the truth ads, and they'll just drop these bombs. You know <laughs> that brain was brain on drugs. Yeah those are done those are paid for by the tobacco company because of the settlement and that's Mm -hmm. what that movie the insider is about is a and there's a bunch of there's like thank you for smoking there are a bunch of movies that came out that That are are about um just the shenanigans that these lawyers would go through with the tobacco industry of saying like no you're not killing your clientele Mm -hmm.
2: and the money that was made off of that. Woo! Talk woo! about a f- fuck boy. One of the... I don't... I didn't plan on t- talking about this, and you know me in names. I'm not good. But there was a tennis player, and there... I think she was the top tennis player in the world. I don't know who her, what her name was. She was like, I'll play you and beat you to this man. Like the oh, this oh. man. This man was like, here, you play me. Oh, he like, was like, school men school. are better than women. And Bobby. Anyway. Oh, Bobby Griggs. Griggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Griggs, Griggs or Griggs. Griggs. And then the first yeah. woman lost. And so the Billie Jean King was like, No, we're not doing No, Exactly.
1: That. I remember like, that.
2: That's a movie with Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Oh. Battle. I, I, I never think saw it's called that one. one.
0: I think it's called Battle of the Sexes, but I yeah, don't know. Yeah, because like that Emma... was what it was
2: called, is Battle of the Sexes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Emma Stone plays Billie Jean King, and oh, Steve Carell sure. is like the that. guy. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, she was really cool. Like, she, like, and way ahead of her time, and she Would was also, she was a lesbian, so, of course, like, a that made ma- her. lesbian who was married to a man. Yeah. that's what was she had? did yeah. back then. Yeah. 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 So it, it's cool that she's at least around to like get her flowers and to mm-hmm. have people be like, yeah, Oh, you're so cool.
2: Right. Um, I'm sorry. Mac is just coughing up a storm I, all around. He's you know, coughing over there. over there. Just you know. it's cause he, it's, he had to get all the dirt up that he was. Yeah. Eating. A few minutes ago, I thought I heard a noise. It was before he took a break and I thought he was licking his bowl and it was hitting the wall And then I turned around and he was licking a potted plant and it was banging into the radiator and he was eating the dirt out of the plant. So got dirt in his throat, like his version of the black log. (laughs) He's like, I want to be a miner. I Mm -hmm. got one eye. I'm a miner. I did think of another negative that I forgot to write down. That was chewing tobacco. Oh, oh yeah, God, yes. oh, I'd rather oh. you smoke cigarettes. I'm sorry. I would rather have a if cigarette. If I'm gonna be around tobacco. you, I'd rather you smoke a cigarette huh. than chew chewing tobacco. That is,
0: you know what? That is a great question. To me, it is a great question because while the chewing tobacco is disgusting, I'm not getting the the secondhand smoke. But I don't care. I, I had I had a par-
1: uh, a a mother came in for a parent teacher conference. With snuff, have I already told you that. Oh God, yeah. With snuff, it, yeah. and then her spit cup. The spit cup's disgusting. I had to, yeah. I had to cut that conference short. I, I was about to, I was gagging. I was gagging.
0: Hmm, that is an interesting question because I honestly don't know because I do not like cigarette smoke. But hmm, interesting. Oh, interesting. Because the it's
2: disgusting, but it's not hard. Enough. I don't mind it. It's. I think it's another thing of like growing up oh, around oh, it, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Both of my
1: parents smoked. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I didn't go that way with like tobacco. Remember how like I was very angry about tobacco smoke and
2: oh, I definitely yeah. went through that. I I remember I said some really mean things to my dad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I did too to my parents. Then mm-hmm. I smoked in college. What? But pop, Poppy used to smoke a pipe. Remember?
0: That is how, Yeah, and he was, like, younger than I am smoking a pipe. It was hilarious to me because, you know, to, he's my dad, so I didn't think anything of it. And now that I'm older, I look back and I'm like, this, like, 30-year-old man
1: is sitting here smoking a pipe. What the hell? And I would say your son has
2: asthma. You, you Oh, can't. I hated it. Oh, yeah. Alex had asthma. Hardcore. He used to have to use a—not a, a, uh, a defibrillator. <laughs> well, uh, maybe. But
0: well,
2: an inhaler. No. Oh, machine. the, um. Yeah, yeah. The Adam would have to go. You Every to... night. Wow. Anyway, enough shit talking dad. Where it's... were we? Your dad is a No, I didn't days. do any of mine. Oh, okay.
1: I'm done with my quote. You're
2: done. This one came from the song that the old man was saying, the first man. Mm-hmm. He was probably like 30, but he looked about 85. <laughs> yeah. He said, one of the lines was, my bones, they did ache me. My kneecaps got bad. Boy, if I don't feel that.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't realize, and I I felt kind of worldly about minors, because I went to college in Kentucky, and I had friends whose parents were coal miners and dying of black lung, I didn't realize there were places where they had to, like, kneel that long yeah. and be bent over that long.
2: Yeah, when you see video, it's like, really, mm. oh, God. Mm. Um, we already said the men, women, and children all. It's time to stand up and be counted. If you don't, you're going to be, you're going to be thrown back 500 years. Mm-hmm. And this is a candidate for quote of the year. Ooh. It's in the very end when they're going back to work and there's the, you see the young guys and she's like, do you feel like you got a good contract? And they're like, yeah, I got a rate and I got a nice raise. I feel good. And then the old guy's going back and he doesn't feel as good about his contract, but she's like, how do you feel about going back to work? And he said, well, going to work. I don't feel like working anytime, but I have to go. Yep. That's me. That ain't the damn truth.
1: That is me. (laughs) Yep.
0: As in me tomorrow, just like I guess. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, well, we already said that. Oh, the woman says, "The laws are not for the working people. The laws are not for the working people of this country." Mm-hmm. There's a woman. She's saying that to the judge, and I was like, "Yeah," and there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Look at look at who founded this country: the founding fathers. You think they were for the working people? No. Not so much. They owned their own labor. <laughs> and like it's not but it's not just America. Like it is it is goes back for so long in the mm-hmm. history of humanity and stuff. It was just so happens that the United States is based on a particularly brutal form of chattel slavery but that's the the, you can come up with you can have as many animated frederick Douglasses as you want say it that's the re that's the reality that's why the laws aren't for the working people the woman who said if i get shot they couldn't shoot the union out of me can't shoot Mm -hmm. the union out of me and then this i don't have the exact quote i'm paraphrasing but this was by i think it's sudie crusenberry she was at the meeting and it was the meeting with the it was the meeting with all the women and the women started arguing because they started um Somebody was accusing somebody else of trying to steal their man. And and so there was, like, the, this infighting that was going on. And she was basically at the meeting, basically stood up and was like, you can take my husband. I won't shed a tear. <laughs> Which, pause for this, because also think about, like, these women, they're, like, the job that their men are doing. I'm guessing that, and I'm not going to say all, but... A significant portion of them would be very frustrated and have a lot of frustration that needed to be taken out. And I think that the women were like got you know what I'm saying, like frustrations, the miners' frustrations was taken out. It's not like the women women
2: were living the dream.
0: No, yeah, God, no. So I felt that when she was like, you can take my husband and I won't shed a tear. It was just like, oh, damn. But yeah. she was like, then she said, I'm not after a man. I'm after a contract. Not after a man. I'm after a contract. And mm-hmm. and then they voted her. They were like, you're our new leader. Yeah, I liked her a lot. And then um, I. Oh, so th- those were all my quotables. Yeah, when she gets up, because she was just like, you would take him and I will not shed a tear. I was like, damn. But then I was like, oh, that's sad, because does he beat her? Oh, or maybe she's just tired of his ass and he doesn't. and She's just like, she's got to be tired. I mean, she doesn't have indoor plumbing. But you know that like domestic violence is just running rampant.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, we are to LVP. So I have Duke oil, but I have two fuck boys. Ooh. Tony Boyle. <sighs> yeah, fuck and that. And Basil Collins. Ooh,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck and that. Boy. I think
1: Basil kind of takes the top spot.
0: Mm-hmm. You know that scene where It's a famous scene in the movie. So Basil is sitting in the driver's seat and he's talking to off like Barbara Koppel. Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: he's just very like, hey, you know, like just the the putting her down because she's a woman is just like seeping through Mm -hmm. and stuff. And he's like, oh, where's your press credentials and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing in an interview. Barbara Koppel says, though, that what you don't see is that on the, the passenger side seat, he's, he's twirling a gun. a gun. Yeah. Like, he's just twirling a, a pistol around.
2: Oh, that makes it even better that she was like, well, it seems like I lost my credentials, too. Yeah.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, how, I have a little bit more of a tasty titty on him.
2: Awesome. My L- That's my LVP. My LVP <clears throat> was the coal companies taking advantage of people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because... Just the whole thing of them, they cut their town, ta- like building these towns and like these shitty places to live, and then framing it as like, look at what all we're doing for you, and then going to get these people escaping slavery, or like who are like coming out of slavery and just trying to be free, and then they're putting them into this other sort of slave. You're still sl- a slave, like mm-hmm. maybe getting paid a little bit, but everybody in that town was a slave. They can't leave for another job.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
2: that was my LVP.
0: Let's see. I have honorable mention, like the Basil Collins. I mean, he did like shoot. He like he's on. Like they caught him shooting at people. Yes. In the film, he's you know tossing out the N word. Um, but the real MVP or hey, the LVP. real oh sorry the real LVP. I mean, it's got to be us. It's got to be just people in general. Because we've been doing this to each other since... I'm listening to this, a Dan Carlin Hardcore History about the Atlantic slave trade. And he kind of makes the point about how like people <clears throat> have always been trying to find a way of making things easier for themselves. And? Um, and so they'll... And that's how innovations come about. Where it's like, oh, washing, washing clothes, so we make the washing machine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, I don't want to wash the, do the washing machine, so I'll hire somebody else to do it. So they are always trying to find ways of making things easier. And then, like, what, what is easier than having just somebody else do the hard work for you, and then you make all of the money. And then mm-hmm. you, but then it's also that. Then the thing about greed and, and just wanting more and more and the disease of more. And people will say, oh, money can't buy happiness, which is true. But it's a certain level. Like, mm-hmm. And it's not because tell that to these miners it, that money won't can't buy happiness. Yeah, it can't buy content. Like these they miners. Can. Yeah, these miners. You're not going to tell me that giving them $50,000 wouldn't change their level of happiness it will right, right. but there is there is a level of which of money that you can attain and then after that it's not going to yeah. affect your happiness right and that level is not as high as we like to think it is but we are inundated with advertising yeah. of like you need this and you need to do this and you need to do this and so then it gives you the more and the more but after a certain point like more profits won't bring you more happiness and so like these these people out here like this like 1% who you look at these the statistics of it of, of just how much money that they just it it's just because they can like just be, and and it's it's ridiculous but then it's the point of like the Amazon guy the Bezos dude right he's making all of this money and people are like, well, he he can just um, like he can just pay people because he's making so much money. He can just pay the Amazon workers, but he can't because the shareholders like it's yeah. not just the one person. Yeah. It's yeah. really the shareholders that we are under their thumb because yeah. they're the ones because if they don't like the what he's doing, they'll kick him out and he'll be fine. <laughs> Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna want for anything. But they'll kick him out of the company and they'll put somebody else in. And it's like, you don't get our dividends up, we'll kick you out. So yeah. it, it's, it's just that whole thing that is just, it, it's like con- we're the ninety-nine percent. We can't get our shit together. Congratulations, we've played ourselves.
1: Exactly. Well, my MVP. I have a runner-up dude with the Irish accent. I don't think we ever saw him, but we heard his voice. Um, And Florence Reese, whose side are you on? Mm -hmm. But my real MVP is the will to keep fighting. You you can't shoot the union out of me. The will to keep Mm -hmm. fighting
0: for what's right. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, because there are a lot of people now who they're like, oh, we need to unionize and we need to unionize, but it's like, You want your wife picking up your brains? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to lay down in front of a road, in front of a a car? Like, that's that's the kind of commitment we need here. That's tough.
1: That reminds me, in college in Moorhead, Kentucky, there was uh, one spring where I worked in the mushroom farms twice. I only went twice but it was a big cave where you they grew mushrooms oh, on You bed. were a miner? I had a, a hard mushroom miner? was it
2: shaped like a mushroom.
1: It wasn't. And um every I'm time I'm picturing Mario. <laughs> every time you you picked a a crate of mushrooms you'd have to yell out "Minnie 423 whatever your number was so that she would mark how many mushrooms you'd picked in that amount of time um and i was i was in the the mines with um with these the women uh women similar to what we saw on this and they would keep the college girls separate from the um w- w- other women who the actually the locals because why sometimes the Locals would gang up on college girls like, oh, you think you're all that. You think you're 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 better than me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is sad because, it, like, I, yeah, but that's that, that's that division that comes in. Yeah. Because really, like, they, they should want to keep you because they don't, like, you could be, like, out, you know. Talking that talking that shit, you know, telling that truth. Mean like, you know what? Are you aware of the labor movement? Are you aware of that? You know? Yeah. That's like, true. you could be talking game. But they were looking at it as you're
1: coming in for a couple weekends. That was mm-hmm. me two weekends, yeah. you and don't you're need taking this. a job. hmm Right. Exactly.
2: hmm
1: Yeah. I did it two days. It was uh it was hard work. I mean, it was not hard. It wasn't hard work, but it was it was manual labor. It was manual labor, and you know what? Because I had to take the mushrooms and cut the cut the ends off and put them in, you know, these. Li- and uh, you would be burping mushrooms even though you weren't eating them, just the mm. smell. Um, you got yeah, the mushroom it was, lung. It was it was interesting, but I did think, oh, these are these are the women.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, you're, you know, you're a college girl, so there's that, and there's that sort of, I could see, that like, feeling, yeah, in, inferiority of, like, mm-hmm. oh, you think you're better than us, but you have options and stuff, and they, you know, yeah. don't, so. Yeah.
1: <sighs> okay, Tina, you're MVP.
2: I have a runner-up. My runner-up is the music. Man. Nice. And, like, it's not just music to be music. They're telling stories. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah, you oh, got to listen yes. to those lyrics. Um, but my MVP is the women. All the women. The wives. Amen. This was really about the women of the coal yes, miners. I they, agree. Were they really, and even, like, we we already brought up the time, the... um, What's her name that did the documentary? That's Barbara Koppel. Barbara Koppel. When the fuck boy was like, I don't... Can I see your credentials, and she was like, well, Mm can I see yours? And he's he was like, I seem to have lost mine. She was like, well, I seem to have lost mine, too. But all the wives, I mean, they really went to bat for their mans. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't think the men
1: would have been in it that strongly if the wives had been against it. Well, well, the
0: one woman who was just like, you were in bed, and you were in bed. Yeah. Yeah, just like calling them out. And I wondered, was it because by because we have to say that the strike went on for 13 months. So was it a thing where they were just like got tired? But these women were like, no. And that's ain't that the way that it just is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which which brings back to 1976 was the first year that they the Na- U.S. Naval Academy allowed women in it, exactly it, it, exactly exactly. Man, y'all don't even understand. Mm -mm. So, for me, I have an honorable mention of Lawrence Jones. He was the man who uh, we saw parts of his brain in this film. We did. Mm. Um, He got shot and killed, and he left behind a young child and a 16 year old wife. He left Um, behind
1: two young children. One was
0: his wife. (laughs) Yes um but yeah and it was like soon after that that they came to the table and stuff and negotiated Mm -hmm. if it hadn't been for him they would not have come to the table right so then i have my two mvps is is one is the the mvp of the film so if we're talking about like who really like was the mvp of the film i'm with teeny it's the music there's no score it's just the raw Mm -hmm. song and then the mvp of life it's the women like mm-hmm. laying down in the road. The one woman that we mentioned was she takes the gun out of her bra. Out of her bazoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, don't worry. The safety's on. And it's just it's like, loaded. But the safety's on. Uh-huh. And so. I, I don't mind
1: if one of them gets shot off. Mm-hmm. She
0: said.
1: What a is she, <laughs> <woman>. <laughs> Do Let's on shoulders. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, so now we are to Tasty Titties. Speaking well, recasting of
1: recasting because there's no, but, no. there's No, okay,
0: there's no recasting. Right. Well, you know what? We'll get to the recasting at the end of the Tasty Titties, really. Because we, we could. I'm sure that in this, the thing is, is that we don't really know. But I am sure that there are horrible working conditions in the United States of America going on right now. It, oh, I mean, of course. Think oh, about yeah. the the people the conditions of the people who pick our foods. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And we're and like in New York City is they're dealing with, you know, migrant workers and stuff. So you know like all of that, that there is some bullshit shadiness going mm-hmm. on. Even
2: just like the other day I opened my door, my Amazon I had an Amazon package, and the guy was like, Here you go. And then he was like, And then do you know so and so? I was like, Oh yeah, she's upstairs. And we live in, like, the garden apartment. I was like, I'll just take it and give it up to her. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. It's so hot up here. I'm trying to mm-hmm. – out here, I'm just trying to save any steps mm-hmm. I can. Like, Yeah, the UPS drivers, they're
0: mm-hmm. – well, somebody died because they're um, – like, those trucks aren't air-conditioned. Mm. Like, there, there are horrible conditions going on right now in the United States of America. Is it as um, visually – like, as the, being caked in coal and stuff? No, but it's different times. And to adjusting the... Sliding the scale for inflation, if you will, mm-hmm. it's, like, just as horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I don't know anything about it, so I can't even speak on it, but... But speak. A few weeks ago... Weeks ago, months... Back in May, when the Canadian forest fires or yeah. wildfires were happening, and... New York City was Apocalypse Orange. It was mm-hmm. L.A., yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, but it was... It was bad. No, it, it was, was bad, horrible. yeah, And but all the... the L.A., all, a lot of those companies have rules about when the air quality gets above a certain level mm-hmm. or whatever, but that doesn't exist here because that doesn't happen, but even then, the construction workers were out there doing their thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah though so, yeah. like at least
0: the only is that we've been through the pandemic mm. and people know about masks some people so it's so it's like oh right cause now like when fires are gonna happen now i'm like oh i have my mask i'm gonna go out with my yeah. mask on you know but if you're
2: if you're a work uh construction but also worker, they said that that doesn't it's not this right yeah because i don't know i rather those still, masks if you're a construction worker out there it's not the same that's not the same kind of oh, mask yeah, that you yeah. need and exactly. also, it has and to also do, it should be provided from your workplace if you're going to be out yes. there.
0: Yes. Yes. Also, like, the, because it, I mean, you get nerdy about it, but it's also the particulates and the size of the particulates and mm-hmm. the size of the particulates. So that's why it the doesn't mask work post. on there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But at least it's just a, a, a something that I could do. Like, the the, mm-hmm. the mask, like, the coal miner. But wouldn't you still want to give a coal miner a surgical mask, even though it's, probably? Like, you know, yeah. it's still at least it's good. just... I mean, I mean yeah. a band-aid for a bullet hole as exactly, they say, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, so tasties. I have that this was intended to be a campaign film for Arnold Miller. Oh, but that the strike caused the filmmakers to change the principal subject. Mm. So originally they were just like his election But then it was, oh, shit,
0: this strike is,
1: I mean, and then dude got killed. Yeah. And and so it went in a whole different direction.
0: Because it it was started with the uh, Kenzie Miners for Democracy, and they were a union reform movement because they wanted to attempt to unseat the Tony Boyle guy because he was the president of the UMWA. And he's the guy. Yeah. And then Jablonski was running against him. And everybody liked him and they waited until after the election. And it comes out like Tony Boyle, he paid to have him, his wife and his child killed. Right. And it was during, though, like that that happened, that the Brookside minor strike happened in 73. And the W, the UMWA, they went to help organize the Brookside strike. And then Barbara Koppel found the story more compelling. Nice. Other tasties. Oh, yeah. It won Best Documentary Oscar at the 1949 Academy Awards. And Barbara Koppel, she accepted the award, quote, on behalf of the miners of Harlan County, who took us into their homes, trusted us, and shared their love with us. Nice. Nice. It started in 1972 when Koppel moved to Harlan County after she had been working on this other... Uh, story and she had a crew of five and a $12,000 loan which today would be about $87,700 about but she still like ran out of money like blew through money
1: yeah
0: she lived with the miners and even filmed when she ran out of film she um kept pretending to film because she noticed that the presence of the camera seemed to keep the violence down. Oh, okay. I Mm. wondered about that. So this film is like a cinema verite, but it goes into that paradox of like, well, there's still a camera there. And because of the presence of the camera and every like minors, all like that was kind of one of the things is that they noticed and they credited her. They were like, look, if she hadn't been here documenting it and having the camera out, who knows what would have happened it would have because they lived through the bloody harlan and stuff they were like it would have been so much worse so the whole film it took four years to make it ended up costing two hundred thousand dollars in like 1970s money so what would happen is she would film as much as she could and when she ran out of film and money she would go back to new york city and work odd jobs and she would also solicit and get donations like the american film institute donated she would go to um churches like methodist churches donated um different organizations to to get money she got loans from her parents friends Mm. then she went into her credit cards i guess she had Mm. her parents let her get a credit card yeah (laughs) And she like so she went into a huge debt to continue to finance the film. She ended up with over 50 hours of raw footage to wow. go into a 103 minute documentary. Wow. Um, she's quoted as saying, if I was ever caught alone at night, I'd be killed by like by the mine owners so she carried two pistols on her i saw a picture of her at the time she looked like such a badass like she was i had all her equipment around her and stuff but kind of like look coal minery and stuff and i was like damn she she was cool um in a 2015 interview with variety kapo said that head strike breaker basil collins wanted to hire someone to shoot her and the most dangerous inc the most dangerous incidents were acts of violence by the mine owners against the miners. They would hire prisoners to beat up people and shoot mm-hmm. at houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they would hire them to beat them up and shoot at houses. The people had to line their walls with mattresses. Jeez. Wow, which is nuts. But also remember, this was they had done this before. Yes. Like, yes. this This was 40 years before yeah like to us we think that this is wild but like they have been they're like oh we're doing this again i, yes. I wonder if that's what go to the mattresses means you know oh. i don't know um we mentioned earlier that the coal mining footage was from a, a different mine it was from the blanton's mine um and i i read somewhere that there are no unionized mines Anymore in Kentucky as of today. Really? I'm not sure about this. So then I read this article, Harlan County, USA Revisited, by Pam Golden, and that's where she was interviewing the Blantons, who own the Blanton coal mine. Um, so the guy, the Blanton guy, he was he remembered the time of the strike, and he was like, "Yeah, we sold 44,000 ton to Duke during the Brookside strike." He said, "quote He called it a right smart heap of coal." Oh. So, so he, you know, but he, yeah, yeah, I mean, capitalism, man, you can make the money. And then, so the guy Basil Collins, the Uh strikebreaker fuckboy guy. So Pam Golden learned this from the Blanton's guy, because the Blanton's guy, he, uh, he had been a master sergeant. In the military, he said that Basil Collins, his backstory, his origin story, if you will, is that Basil Collins had been a POW and survived the Bataan Death March. Oh, shit. Yeah. He He said that Basil was a prisoner of war and he was held in a tiny cell and that the guard... There was a sign to take care of him, feed him and such. He treated Basil unkindly, did unspeakable things. When oh. the war when the war was over and Basil was released, he came back and took the guard's sword from him and whack cut his head off. He, he wasn't afraid of anything. That's why Duke Power okay. hired him.
2: Oh wow. Oh, All
0: right. wow. Yeah. So I don't know, like that's just the story that I don't know if that's true or whatever, but yeah, well, definitely was in World War II. He was a POW and he survived. Yeah, well, so, that explains
2: wow, explains things. Wow.
0: And now to tie it into where we find ourselves now, um, a horrifying story that I learned about this week, actually and it kind of ties in everything from the past 2 weeks. So the Professional Air Traffic Controllers Organization was a union from 1968 to 1981. This union was made up of Vietnam vets and it was one of the few unions that or that endorsed Ronald Reagan when he was running for president. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a previous footboy. Right. Now, air traffic controllers I think we don't really think about like what they do, but their job is extremely tr- stressful because it's in the name. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are in the tower that are directing traffic in the air of these airplanes that are going super fast, mm-hmm. loaded down with passengers and people and things. And they're coming in and out of airspace. And they're the ones that have to tell you, all right, you turn right. You line up, make the approach, all of that to keep because it's Without just air. Without hitting another one. Exactly. So, in 1980... So, be, they're um, considered government workers, and it's illegal for government workers to strike. But it's yes. always interesting, because it's like... It's interesting which laws are enforced. It's And that is always and everywhere completely political, which laws are enforced. Mm-hmm. So, in 1981, the union went on strike, protesting unfair wages and long work hours, which... If you think of a group of people that you don't want working long hours right, oh, yeah. and that you want right. to pay well, and this is in 1981, think about it now with how air traffic has just exploded. Um, so the union went on strike in 1981 and the Reagan administration came up with a plan. They're like, all right, we're just going to accelerate the people who are in air traffic mm-hmm. controller school. We're going to mm-hmm. like rush them out. So and we're going to raid the military for any air traffic controllers that they have. And so the first two days they they did that and they got super lucky because the sky over America was just crystal clear and pristine. So and that's what you want if you're if you're a newbie air traffic controller and stuff. So there were no problems. Everything went fine. So then. Um, on the second day of the strike, Ronald Reagan, who I'll point out, was a former union president himself. He fired the air traffic controllers who mm-hmm. went on strike after two days. He he yes, gave he them did. a 48-hour warning and they didn't show up. And he was like, you're fired. You're fired. So that was really important because it really flipped the narrative on strike breaking. Um, the strikers were no longer the sympathetic ones. Now they were selfish lawbreakers who were screwing over Americans. Now, how this, like, uh, ripples out to where we find ourselves today, due to the high-pressure job, air traffic controllers are required to retire at 56. You can't oh. be an air traffic controller older than 56 because it is an extremely stressful job. So, currently, 77% of critical air traffic controlling facilities are staffed below the FAA's Mm -hmm. 85% threshold. And this week, the New York Times came out with a report. And basically, uh, we're just overdue and something horrible is going to happen because daily close calls are happening. Yeah. Like collisions midair collisions on the ground because it is completely understaffed because a whole bunch of people they retired out and there haven't been people to replace them and i mentioned if you
2: caught it and it's like crazy because it seems like one of those jobs that like if you pay like clearly it should be paid well Mm -hmm. and if you get the right amount like if you have the right conditions and it's paid well it should be a very like high skill job but that that could be an easy thing to be like oh i'm good at this not a lot of people are going to want to do it let me go to school for this and then i can but they make the conditions so exactly it's a government job and there are a
0: whole bunch of people out here who are talking about to cut back on on government and that's the thing like people like hearing that oh cut back on government and they don't realize how much government like mm-hmm. does for the people like the faa that's government so they're like cut that they're like the irs exactly. that's government cut that mm-hmm. but the irs is the one, like look yeah I, like fuck the irs i understand it's taxes nobody likes it but they're the ones that are collecting the money to pay for the faa to have the money to pay for air traffic controllers is there grifting going on is there like nefariousness going on yes but we need people and we need to pay them well because it's a super fucking stressful job and not just pay them hair.
1: well but give them the benefits give them you know uh, paid vacations give them a day off every two weeks give them some perks
0: everything we'll that every two weeks yeah. you have like well. everything that yeah it it's, a, it's just it's just wild and it affects all of us and i yes. listened to that it was a daily episode and it was terrifying and it's and basically it's they have these levels and layers of protection but everybody's just saying like like we're sounding the alarm and unfortunately Mm -hmm. nothing's gonna happen until something happens yeah and then it's it's gonna be like us before on September 10th 2001 versus September twelfth. September 10 thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like hey, hey, alarm bell, alarm bell. Ooh, mm-hmm. We're fine. We're fine. We're America. We're fine. We're good. We're the best. It's okay. I'm in a day off
1: in addition to two days off every week. Oh, so every other that. week Ooh, yeah. get three
0: days off.
2: You know, oh, just cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I have if you look at it, if you break it down, every two weeks is a day off.
2: Oh, like well,
0: like a vacation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean like I accrue hours. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, 2 yeah. weeks, like oh.
2: Right, right.
1: Wow. Yeah. This has been heavy.
0: I heavy is the labor situation in America. I, and it's it's only going to get worse because the climate is only going to keep getting fucked up and causing more and more as I'm sitting here sweating my tits off. She she is she is down to a sports bra. Actually, is it
1: a is it an Alberts? No, it
0: it's it's Under Armour. We had to go with the Under Armour. Okay. Well, because the Alberts are drying. And we see
1: sweat stains. Okay, so next week we're gonna go light. Oh, as light as okay, yes. So this has been. Harlan County, USA. Really, everybody should watch it. Everybody should watch it. Mm-hmm. Just just to get a different mindset. But next week, we're going to go for a little uh, glamour. <laughs> we're going to go with Teeny's favorite um, old-timer actor.
0: Oh! Um, oh, I know it! Cary Grant!
1: We're gonna go with Carrie Green. Okay, all right, all right. 1955. Is it a Hitchcock film? It is a Hitchcock film because I love Hitchcock films. <gasps> to catch
0: a thief? It is to catch a thief. Wow. Wow. Wait Grace a second. Kelly. Grace Kelly. Yes. Grace Kelly. I believe in To Catch a Thief. Looking fantastic. Exactly. So,
1: you know, we need some fluff. Whew, it was a rough week. So, uh, and tomorrow is 9-11. So we're going to, yeah. So we're going to go with some fluff. It's an hour and 43 minutes. It has hmm. a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And it's Carrie Grant and Grace Kelly and Alfred in, Hitchcock. In Monaco. In Monaco. There what was just, a- there was just a, earthquake in morocco not the same place <laughs> isn't it not the oh, same not place, the same place but not that far away mediterranean
0: that's true mm-hmm. oh uh, but oh fr- here we go i'll tie it together colonized by the french although okay. is it morocco a principality it's not it's a principality yeah it's not france anymore
1: Okay, listeners. Wow. Okay, this has been Harlan County, USA. Next week, a little bit of fluff. Um, and hope you learned something. Mm-hmm. Union! <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Bye! Bye. Bye.